0: Welcome to episode 18 of the TCCG Roundtable. We're your host, Rider and Ron Mexico. How you doing?
1: Hey, how's it going today? Excited to be here as always. We've got a great show to talk about.
0: Yeah, and uh, there's feels like quite a bit of news and uh, some competitive stuff to talk about. So let's start jumping into this uh, after a quick question. Because I have a question for you, we're going to talk about it a little bit with the news. But how have you been feeling with some Hearthstone stuff that's been announced? Are, are like, are you pumped to play? Are you looking forward to what's coming? Are oh, yeah. Like, has it is it motivated you to to play more or feel differently?
1: I can't wait. Um, the uh, anytime like an expansion is announced, the the hype starts building. It's just like this is what's going to be shaping our experience in hearthstone for probably quite some time to come um because it's you know the foundational set this is going to be the one that's going to be around for the longest again like uh fortune the barons was and they have a lot of really cool stuff coming out like the uh the music theme is awesome um there's some really exciting things to look forward to and i was already excited just because uh the last two years, there have been some cards that have just been hanging around for so long. They're going bye-bye. We're going to see the core set rotate. There might be some problematic cards leaving. And maybe, maybe, hopefully, they bring back, you know, the the card I really want to see. Just one, just one. Unleash the hounds, please. Please give me back my best boys, please. (laughs) But like, yeah, I mean, beyond that, just just super hyped in general. Um, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone, but you know that's not really different from how I always am. Uh, I'm given uh, like a shock spitter hunter farewell tour because we're gonna lose the hero cards, uh, which just definitely props up that deck a lot. Uh, what about you, Don?
0: Yeah, I'm just, I think this time of year for card games is really exciting. Like we had kind of the the November, December time that was really exciting, right? That's when you have maybe some expansions for card games, but you also have usually like the world championships and like end of the year tournaments for games. And then we kind of get into like that early part of the year kind of dip, <laughs> I'll, I'll say, right? Like where... There's not really things coming out. We're usually waiting for for news or new things or the next year's competitive announcement stuff for games, and uh, there's not usually things like competitive things to play for the card game. So it kind of dips, and and especially for several of the games that do have this kind of earlier year um, rotation, like Hearthstone, uh, you know, you're you kind of get into this like yeah you're just kind of waiting right you're just like okay i'm just like ready for the next thing Yeah. and so i think we're now kind of starting to get into that um the like upward swing of the card game time of year now where now we're getting all of the uh competitive announcements card sets are starting to come out uh we're doing all that so it's kind of in that upward swing it's kind of exciting you know, there's a lot of things going on, uh, new card games coming out, all that kind of stuff this time of year. So it's getting very exciting. So I'm like, yes, there's there's news, there's things to talk about, there's tournaments starting to happen. Uh, so yeah, I am very excited. This, this is now like the exciting time of year. And also, we're finally starting to get out of the uh, incredibly cold, just snowy Mm -hmm. weather here so i'm like oh yeah like you know okay it's still kind of cold but like i see a little bit of sun hey (laughs) we're there march
1: is where it like starts to ramp up right we were talking about that last show pretty much where it's like yeah sort of like middle of march and beyond things start to really uh get rolling
0: yes yeah so let's uh jump into our news and start talking about some of this so for our news, we do have quite a bit here, uh, but the big thing that we definitely talk about is Hearthstone announced its next expansion, Festival of Legends, and it also released that patch 25.6 that we did talk about last week, uh, which tons of things and there was a lot I feel like a lot announced uh, and we still as you mentioned don't even know things like the core set announcement you know the next year of uh, like they've had year of the griffin or year of the dragon uh, we don't even know what that kind of stuff is they usually do some sort of little uh, road map of what you know is going to come out over the next three expansions in the new year Uh, so we don't even know any of that kind of stuff yet uh but already they announced the new sets and they have started doing some card reveals already uh, and then released that patch which included uh the pre-release stuff but also a big patch for battlegrounds so lots of stuff happening for hearthstone
1: right yeah absolutely there's um Still more announcements to come, so just gotta stay tuned and see what happens. But we're in that cycle where it's just uh, day after day. You know, there there might be a brand new thing to get really hyped about, and that's it's always fun to see.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, then also somewhat related to Hearthstone, but also kind of just a general thing. Uh, Hearthstone was removed from the uh, Hangzhou asian games uh following those negotiations between blizzard and NetEase, uh not being able to come to an agreement with their like contract or whatever running out uh the hearthstone china servers have been shut down the team has been disbanded there uh so with all of that happening uh those asian games did have to pull hearthstone out of those those asian games so kind of disappointing especially after we saw that you know Somewhat disappointing uh, for, for many players, the, you know, kind of disappointing esports news. And then this was kind of that, like, maybe slight saving grace of that's something cool additionally that's happening. But now that is no longer a thing as well after that. So really kind of unfortunate news there because I, as far as I know, that was the only card game I think that was part of those Asian games as well. So that's a bit of a bummer.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, you can say that that was a bit predictable to see coming, given what we've already seen to this point. Um, I think the competitive announcement—you'd have to speculate—is is pretty connected to um, the fact that you know Blizzard and NetEase couldn't come to that agreement, uh, losing you know basically the entire country of China um, is is a pretty big deal for. Uh, a, a game's overall revenue sources. Um, they obviously decided to cut back when they couldn't make that deal. weren't going to make it through the um, the games as well there. So yeah, it's just sad. It's sad to see. I think um, Possessi, uh posted on Twitter recently that it, it unfortunately meant that you know he's not really going to continue playing Hearthstone, and that's you know one of Hearthstone's greats, like uh, done so well. He's even got a his own card named after him uh that you can still play in the game but um the player himself will not be playing anymore and just it's just tragic
0: yeah there's unfortunately been quite a bit of that so yeah that's uh really really sad and even uh you know our wonderful friends. uh now I can only think of his first name Wesley (laughs) why can I not think of his uh his tag here oh Lambie Uh, Series Lambie Series yeah I was like I can only think of his first name now uh yeah Lambie Series uh we did have on the show here a little while back uh but he was going to be competing in that Asian Games uh Hearthstone event as well but unfortunately now uh, not going to be a thing so very unfortunate there Uh, let's move into some other news talking about uh, tons of different things coming here for flesh and blood that next set outrider or outsiders excuse me outsiders is releasing on march 24th so that is coming very soon Uh, tons of of things coming out here. Uh, Marvel Snap also did uh, announce and kind of put up an infographic about their March series drop that's coming with the next patch. Uh, So some series five cards that are going to be dropped into series four and then series four cards that are going to be dropped into series three. So you can find uh, that on their Twitter And then for Pokemon, the Scarlet and Violet expansion is going to be releasing March 31st for the TCG. Uh, So players are looking forward to that. MTGA, we have the Shadows over Innistrad and the Eldritch Moon expansions sets that are going to be coming uh, to MTGA on March 21st. Uh, Magic also announced that the Magic Universe is Beyond set, uh, Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle Earth. They announced that they did kind of like an early showcase look. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different dates that they have things going on for, whether it's uh, kind of, you know, sneak peeks at cards or a little bit of like early access uh, play testing. But it looks like the, this whole Lord of the Rings set is not coming out until November. So it feels like very far ahead, like very early True. Uh, that they, they are kind of doing all of this. But Did I know. Did you hear what
1: they planned for uh, the Lord of the Rings set? Um, at least like uh, the, the news that I heard uh, was that they're, making only one singular card in that set um, as, as one of the things that uh, that they're they're doing. and it's the one ring. It will be card one of one um, wow. which is a really cool like flavor idea. Uh, it's gonna warp the hell out of the economy for the game potentially in, in some ways. I think someone has already put out a $100,000 bounty on that card if someone is able to find it. Um, wow. so that's really interesting and exciting i just like came across that the other day and was like whoa that's so cool so uh yeah that that'll be interesting for uh for magic's new set
0: yeah absolutely it's it's definitely generating a lot of hype a lot of chatter uh you know there's i i definitely think there's a lot of crossover in the uh the people that are interested in magic and also who like lord of the rings so that's uh <laughs> You know definitely a you don't big say. hype yeah I know imagine that uh so lots of lots of chatter about that uh, and kind of cool you know looking at some of those like sneak peek preview things they also did talk about um that there are kind of different variations of the characters right so even like there's different artwork and different uh, variations for um like Smeagol, right? <laughs> Where they're gonna have various Gollum cards Uh, There's a couple different variations of like Aragorn and Frodo. Uh, They were showing multiple like Frodo ones. Uh, The kind of sneak peek uh, weekly MTG podcast that they were talking about a lot of these. uh, They were also kind of saying that that some of these they really wanted to capture kind of specific um, like big moments for the characters. Uh, so, you know, like Frodo standing, you know, over the the lava at Mount Doom, right, like deciding if he's going to throw in the ring, uh, you know, so there's, there's a couple different points like that. So just really kind of cool, interesting to see that. Uh, I know there's been a lot of mixed opinions about the whole uh, these uh, universes beyond sets and if people have liked them or not liked them, but... Uh definitely seems like this is one that so far people are really excited about.
1: Yeah, definitely. You'll you'll get your you'll always get your mix of people who are like purists and then people are excited about like new different things. Um I like the direction that they're going, but uh we'll have to wait and see for the set when it comes out in November.
0: Yeah. And then the last uh, little piece of news we have here as well, the Infinity Wars Classic Next Set Revelations is launching March 23rd. Uh, again, Infinity Wars Classic, a big, uh, it's a digital card game, but it's a its a big proponent of not having people you know, forced to pay for cards. So all of the cards are free if you're interested in that. Um, we also talked about those mechanics and stuff a lot last week of, you know, just different mechanics for card games. Uh, the appeal of you playing your turns at the same time and then uh, things happen is pretty interesting, a little bit unique for Infinity Wars Classic. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, uh, this like next, next week is just gonna be filled with a ton of <laughs> card expansion releases. So if you play multiple card games, uh, I, I feel sorry for your wallet over the next uh, two <laughs> weeks right now, but that's just the kind of time frame that we are in.
1: Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, Mid March comes, and and there's an abundance of choice. So, if uh, you were struggling to find something to do, well, struggle no further. Uh, it's a different struggle now. It's a <laughs> it's the financial struggle
0: uh, to keep yes. up with
1: them all. <clears throat>
0: yeah, it is uh but that's what we've got for news uh what uh what's our competitive and organized play looking like ron?
1: All right. And with competitive and organized play, we also have quite a few updates for you. Uh, we're going to start with Pokemon, where Pokemon Charlotte Regional Championships are happening March 24th through the 26th. I think we've addressed this uh, once before on a previous show, so it's right around the corner for all those competitors. Uh, just next week is when it's going to be starting. Um That's for TCG, VGC, and Go. Uh, We also have an update for Battle Spirits Saga. Uh, Their launch events, um, as we mentioned previously, March 24th through 26th. They're they're coming around in Las Vegas, London, Melbourne, Australia, and Latin America. $350,000 prize pools and on-site pickup for the product. So some big hype around Battle Spirits Saga coming up. Um, we also have some news for Magic in competitive and organized play, March 18th and 19th. That's right, just, uh, tomorrow and the next day, uh, this upcoming weekend is the Arena Championship 2 event. Uh, 32 players are going to be facing off for $200,000 and Magic World Championship, um, Roman numerals are hard to read, XXIX29. Twenty-nine, I think. Uh Magic World Championship twenty-nine invitations. Uh that's gonna be streamed on Magic's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash magic at nine a.m. Pacific. Uh we have some updates for Yu-Gi-Oh! competitive and organized play. The 250th Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship Series events will be taking place in April 2023 in three different locations. Uh, Those YCS events will feature the best Yu-Gi-Oh! card game players from across the globe dueling for a chance to be named a champion at these historic events. Uh, Three YCS events will be taking place simultaneously on the same weekend of April 1st and 2nd. Uh, of 2023 and last up more yugioh uh competitive news as well with wcq regional qualifiers for photon hypernova are happening this weekend uh lots of stuff uh, yeah march Go go crazy, March!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've heard of March Madness for basketball, but how about March Madness for card games? Because that's what it is. It's what. It's I think everyone like.
1: goes mad in March. It's just a thing.
0: Like I- I'm just amazed. Yeah, I was looking through everything. I'm like, oh my gosh! Like it's all just happening, and there's so many things, right? Like all at the same time. This weekend, next weekend, you know, things in between. Like, oh my gosh, how? How is it all happening? uh Yeah. So, yeah, if you do play multiple card games, uh <laughs> you're going to have to pick and choose because it's a lot of events happening all at once. um I just also thought that that was really, really interesting. 250 YCS events. I mean, those are in-person events. Those are like the bigger ones. They're not, you know... But two hundred and fifty YCS events—that is just amazing! Like, it's, yeah, it's been going incredible. So
1: Achievement—it's a yeah. lot of people getting sent to the shadow realm.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of things happening. Um, so, you know, with all of these these tournaments and all of these things that are going on, uh, a lot of these card games announcing big, uh, you know, world, either worldwide events happening throughout the year or uh, various, you know, large prize pools. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about tournaments with you, Ron, because there's not only, you know, those big prize pools and these events and, like I said, the roadmaps for the whole, you know, 2023 competitive year for these, um, but then you also have things like Hearthstone who, you know, kind of downsized their competitive system, but I feel like we've really started to see a lot more like grassroots and third-party tournaments. So, it feels like no matter kind of which spectrum you're on, whether it's you just want to go to your local game stores and play in these like pre-release events or you want to compete in a lot of like grassroots things or you're looking to compete in tournaments for, you know, the the world championship type systems that some of these games have, whether it's your first time or maybe you're, you know, even more of a, of a vet to tournaments. But I just wanna like talk about that and also give advice to people who might be wanting to get into that and start playing tournaments for potentially the first time as well. Uh, so I just wanna ask first, before we get into some of these, these tips and details, um, You've played in some tournaments and I know you've, you've played in some ranging from like, you know, small local tournaments to things like a master's tour. Uh, so can you share just a little bit about maybe like what it was like for you kind of getting into tournaments and how you maybe feel now after playing yeah, in more? Absolutely. Um- <clears throat>
1: so i started off i got into uh hearthstone tournaments when i I played them from a friend of mine that i met on uh battlenet just like i think it was just randomly playing ladder um we had like we maybe ran into each other a few times had some interesting games added each other and just got to chatting and um it kind of turned me on to the idea of joining hearthstone tournaments like uh always just different things you can find on battle and all this different stuff and really um that was that was eye-opening for me just to see like this whole different world of hearthstone that i hadn't really ventured into because i had just really played ladder and it's quite different from ladder you're not playing just a singular deck you're playing multiple different decks and there's a whole different strategy to go along with that you know Uh, you get to ban something they get to ban something there's a format you need to know and so on Um, and it kind of takes just a little bit of time and uh, practice to really get comfortable with it at least to the point that you don't feel like you're totally over your head um, uh, when you get to like higher levels of competition and uh, another thing that really helped with that uh, I got to do a quick little plug of course for my favorite little hearthstone community which is team hearth league uh thl is a place that i joined um dragon rider of course also plays in uh we know plenty of people uh who play in thl and it is uh a basically no stakes um you know, every week type tournament uh, that really gets you familiar with that kind of game planning, strategizing, um, and so on. It's that style every single week. You, you join teams, you play a season, you play all the way through until there's like a championship showdown. And it's a best of five, not only of yourself and other player, but five people on a team uh, and their entire best of five. And all that just, it really built up to... Um, Feeling really, really comfortable with like, okay, I know uh, as much as I think I could say there is to know about how to plan and play in this style uh, of the game. And then from there it was, you know, uh, I I was able, I was fortunate enough to win a qualifier and qualify uh, for a few Masters Tours events. And it's the same thing. It's just the same thing with way more pressure and way more stakes, uh, you know. So don't worry about it, right? Don't don't freak out. It'll be fine, and and surely you'll win. Um, sadly, I didn't do how I wanted to do in the first couple. I wound up with the uh, I lost more than I won, and then in the last master show I played in, uh, I had a an even game total. I went four and four, which I was pretty excited about because that paid out. Um, but it, it's just you know lots of Lots of playing and experience builds up familiarity and comfort and then you get a, have a better chance to do well.
0: Oh yeah. The, uh, the building up that experience, like even some, I've been doing tournaments and whether it's online tournaments or casting, I've been doing content, all this stuff for, you know, five years now. Right. And even sometimes still, when I play tournaments, I still kind of get the nerves and I still kind of get nervous, um, so it's yeah depending on who you are or what what you're looking to do with those sometimes that might not go away that's okay you can also kind of think of it as try to turn those like the nervousness into like excitement you know I, i try to do that too i'm like oh maybe i'm just like excited and and that's why i'm nervous or uh you know really kind of doubting yourself sometimes but yeah it's kind of interesting looking at this i think uh for me doing tournaments is something that like you said is is very different than just typically playing the game right like if you log into a digital game and you just queue up on ladder but then you go to a tournament it's very different uh, if you play a physical game you know a physical card game like playing at home with your your family or your friends is, very, like a, is a very different feeling than going to a game store, going to a pre-release event, you know, and walking in with the mindset of, I don't know anybody here, right? I'm here to actually compete and play like competitively and not just for fun around the dinner table. Uh, so I, I think like for me, just kind of making that switch of recognizing, wow, this is its whole own like world. It's all so different than kind of what I'm used to. Uh, was something that I had to adjust to when I first started <laughs> playing tournaments um, there's there's a couple of things that you mentioned and I think I definitely want to bring some of this up but one thing for me uh, that really helped me is making sure that you really look ahead when you're signing up for a tournament or you're going to be go, going to play in one really pay attention to the format and the rules of the tournament now if it's like, like you mentioned, Hearthstone could have a couple of different formats, right? You could have uh, bring three decks and ban one, or you could bring four decks and ban one. Uh, it could be like THL that you mentioned where you're, you're on a team, you're still playing your match independently, but maybe you have to work with others throughout the week to prep and stuff, um, but that's going to be kind of a different format even than just playing by yourself um is it standard you know in magic is it like is it historic is it some other format is it a commander tournament you know what is it that the actual game itself is is looking at um do you at some of those physical card game tournaments are you only bringing one deck and then it's a best of three do you have a sideboard? Is that something you need to pay attention to? Um, so just kind of like knowing what you're getting into and being familiar with what to expect while you're playing uh, is something that I think is very, very important, um, as well as the the format of the tournament itself, right? Is it a single elimination tournament, double elimination? Is it Swiss? Uh, because, you know, obviously, if it's like a single elimination versus a Swiss, you could likely be playing a lot more matches in a swiss uh, than you would in maybe a single limb like if you lose lose your first game Uh, so knowing all of that kind of stuff ahead of time really looking at that making sure that you just you are aware and that you understand what those formats mean and that you kind of you know even if you're even if you're a little unfamiliar you can you can find out right you can google it you can ask other people Uh, You could go check one out and just see, you know, watch somebody else play, especially if it's in person, right? You could just go be a spectator for one, kind of see the flow of the tournament before you jump in. Um, But I I think that's just a huge one because especially with like grassroots things too, like grassroots tournaments, every organizer and event is gonna be different, right? Maybe one event, they run it and they're really on a time constraint. So they say, hey, we wanna get through this tournament really quickly, so it's gonna be single elimination. Maybe there's one that says, hey, we're going to be doing qualifiers to lead up to some other big tournament, so we really want the best of the best. So this is going to be, you know, a two-day full, you know, 10 Swiss rounds or something event. (laughs) And those are very, very different from each other in terms of, you know, knowing the rules and maybe what you're going to be looking to prepare or the people that are going to be competing in those. Uh, So... You know you don't have to like know every little thing you don't have to read their like handbook policy and be able to like recite it from memory or anything like that but just kind of being aware of those before you play in tournaments uh can be very very helpful
1: yeah that's a really good point um like you don't have to go overboard but uh you need your bullet point like basic understandings of uh how the tournament is organized, and what you need to do to um, maintain like minimum standards for uh, what is expected, so you don't just get yourself disqualified right away um, and then throw out your chances. But outside of that, then you can just focus on the game itself um, and playing your best to to do as well as possible. And to your point about nerves from earlier, it's fine to be nervous. Uh, most people there probably are. Um, I, I know there's just one, I think like pretty famous story about Bill Russell, um, who I believe won the most NBA championships ever. A guy won like 11 championships with the Boston Celtics back in like the 1950s and sixties. And I I'm pretty sure, uh, he said that he threw up before every game, uh, you know, but he still went out there and won a ton of championships. It's, it's not about like being nervous it's letting the nerves affect you negatively so if you have the right mindset um to like acknowledge and accept that you're nervous and then try to channel that into some kind of positive energy for yourself that's where things can really go a long way
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, I, I like that, too, just kind of recognizing, like, hey, everybody else is probably really nervous, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. you you never know, too, looking at people. Like, it might be their 50th tournament. It might be their first tournament. And sometimes you, you won't know unless that, you know, you ask them or talk to them. Uh, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting because there's always that mix. Um, I think another important thing is, you know, also knowing things like check-in. Whether it's an online tournament or in person, you know, how far ahead do you have to check into the tournament? Is it only like a 15 minute check in? Is it a 30 minute? Is it an hour? Do you have to, you know, at like an in person event, are you supposed to be there and check in and like register for the tournament the day before? Uh, just knowing those kind of things, you know, getting situated, getting yourself familiar with um, maybe. What you'll need to know in terms of that is if it's an online tournament for like the digital card games, is there a discord server that you might have to join uh, where they're going to be posting, you know, the announcements or how are you going to get your info about who your opponent is? Is that going to be through a website or is that going to be posted in a discord or if you're in person, are they going to print out a thing and, you know, post it on a bulletin board uh, right near the gameplay area? Um, You know, just kind of knowing that. And so you're not sitting there going, Oh gosh, the next round's starting. Oh, what do I do? You know, freaking out because I will tell you the first time I went to an in-person tournament, it was a Hearthstone tournament. So we were playing, you know, but I did that. I had no idea. I was like, uh, I don't know. And then it's like, OK, cool. Like the tournament's getting ready to start. Uh, wait, who am I playing? How do I know who I'm playing? Uh, like, and I, and I just kind of like panicked and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> obviously those nerves were really kicking up um, because I didn't even think to pay attention to that. Uh, And then, of course, yeah, (laughs) very relatable. By the time the like you know round three, round four was happening, I was like, oh, okay, I just go over there and like find my opponent. Cool, okay. (laughs) But the first time, I was like, I have no idea, panic, and and then I was really freaked out. Um, So I I just think kind of you know thinking about how can you prepare yourself like that. you know, I, I think when people talk about tournaments, they there's a, this big kind of shift of talking about what decks to bring. How do you prepare that way? And that definitely is something that you may want to think about, especially depending on, like, how competitive you are or what level of tournament you're going to. But especially for somebody that might be going to their first event, I, I would say try to think about the things that are outside of the game, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. um, I think I have in our notes here... Uh, as well, okay, like, if it's an in-person event, where's the bathroom compared to where you have to be? That was something big for me. <laughs> yeah, that's I was a, like, that's you a know, smart one. Because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like, for me, it's like, okay, as soon as the round is over, and especially with the nerves, like... I was like, I'm a nervous peer. Okay, so like when I get nervous, I'm like, I have to be. <laughs> so
1: And, and no, how long is break time and, and where yeah, like, can I get food? <laughs> how quickly yes. can I eat said food? Yeah, like it's all, uh, it's it's very relevant information that you may not think about before you dive into it.
0: Yeah, so, you know, if you're able to go, you know, a couple hours before the tournament starts or the day before the tournament starts and you can maybe <clears throat> scope out the area or, you know, if you're gonna be playing in, you know, even if it's at a local tournament, right? Like a, a local game store, uh, you know, show up an hour early or an hour and a half early. Kind of scope out, find out where where the bathroom is in that store. Um, you know, kind of see what the table setup looks like. So that maybe you're like, Oh, okay, I'm not you're not showing up like right when the tournament's supposed to be starting and then freaking out. Um you know know all of that uh yeah oh bring your own water and snacks that's great too if if you're at a place that does allow that some some venues don't want you to bring your own stuff in in but if you if you can absolutely you know bring that so that you know you at least have something uh if the breaks are pretty short in between rounds or you know maybe even some of the tournaments might have round timers right magic and a lot of those other uh physical games you might only have a set 50 minutes per round to play your match and if your match goes for most of that time you're not really going to have a break in between those so being able to you know know that you have water in your backpack with you or you have a quick snack that you can have um you know while they're setting up the next uh matchups great um you know, that that's always helpful, too. Um, so it's just kind of like these type of things that I, I would definitely recommend, especially for the in-person events. Right. Like if, if you're playing Hearthstone at your computer at home, obviously, you know where the bathroom is or you're going to have, you know, water more accessible or something like that. Uh, you know where your stuff is at, at your house. But um, just being aware of that kind of thing ahead of time at events or other places that you aren't as familiar with. I feel like is is very important.
1: Definitely is. Um, And I I would also just say, don't really be too afraid to pester tournament organizers. Like like for in-person tournaments, at least, like they're there for a reason. They have a support staff. You know, if you're worried about something, just go up and, and talk to them and try to get some guidance on what you should be doing or where you should be or something like that. Um, I was kind of nervous in my first uh, in-person hearthstone tournament experience. I went to DreamHack Dallas and all the previous tournaments I'd done were just online. So it was a, just a entirely different kind of circumstance completely and i was like man i hope i'm not annoying the hell out of the tournament organizing staff because i'd go up there probably like uh you know maybe at least twice per hour (laughs) like hey um what's happening now what's next with the schedule uh who am i playing where am i supposed to be is this fine is that fine yeah like not not like super overboard but just you gotta you gotta do what's right for you to put yourself in the right, I don't know, level of comfort where you can actually focus on the game itself and be able to compete without being super distracted or or worried about outside factors.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I would say one of those factors too is also, you know, especially in relations like looking at the format, but I would say not only for in-person tournaments, which probably are going to be longer, but Things like how long is the tournament going to last, right? Even if it's an online one or in-person one, you know, if it's Swiss, you can probably expect that it's going to last longer. If it's a single Elim and you lose your first game, you know, then you're out and that's it. And it's not going to be a very long tournament, but you know, if you're having to wait and if it's Swiss rounds, you have to wait for all of the matches for that round to be done. And then the next round will start, you know, and, uh, I've also been to some tournaments where, at one point, they actually did—they um, actually did schedule a break for like lunch, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. It's like, hey, that's really helpful to know that there is that break specifically for lunch, so that you're not, you know, worried about like trying to run across the street somewhere to get food in between. Around, like, okay, I have that dedicated time. So, do they do something like that? Some events might offer food um, as well right? Whether it's, uh, you know, the little, like, I don't know, maybe food trucks, or maybe they have something in the venue. Uh, if it's a local game store, sometimes they might do pizza for, you know, pre-release events, things like that. Um, that's always helpful. I, I'm going to keep mentioning food because, you know, I'm, I, I love food. Well, that's important. <laughs> but, you know, Gotta but also, yeah, but I mean, also, if, you're going to potentially be at a tournament for eight hours, 12 hours. You're going to want to make sure that you have water, you have food, you're, you're fueling your body because especially if you're not used to that or, you know, if you're somebody who maybe for for your uh, diet or health reasons, you might need to eat something every couple of hours. If you're at a, you know, the tournament table for 10 hours that day without eating, that's going to really, really affect you. Uh, So, I think those kind of things are incredibly important as well. I mean, and even some of the online tournaments, even playing from home, have gone very long. You know, I've been in some, so, you know, or even casting, like some of those tournaments, they just go very, very long, right? So, it's like, okay, just know ahead of time that you're going to have that. And, yeah, some people in our live chat, thank you, are, are saying things like, Even if you're hungry, that could affect your play, right? (laughs) If you're hungry and you're nervous. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, I felt absolutely terrible that first tournament, that first day, because I was so nervous. I didn't eat very much. And then I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to puke. I'm going to like, I just felt shaky and dizzy. And then I was distracted with that. And then, you know, then I was upset because it's like, ah, I just I wanted to play and I wanted to compete. And instead of that, I'm focused on my stomach growling and I'm not getting to enjoy actually being in the tournament.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a different level completely from what you're used to if you're not doing a whole lot of in-person events and you're used to like online, which... I think most of us are more used to online tournaments now, um, at least in the Hearthstone scene. But even beyond that, ever since COVID hit, it, it's definitely changed a lot of how we do our, um, our events. Um, but there's one last thing that uh, we definitely, I think, need to focus on when it comes to tournaments. Um, that is rest. Uh, if you're in especially like multi-day tournaments, uh I, I think ask any like big championship winner um whether it's hearthstone events or other card games or even um like athletic like sporting events like over and over and over you hear the champions talking about how one of the most important things that they did was make sure that they were well rested um because you function differently On a good night's sleep, Um, your brain is rested. You you get to make better decisions, Uh, and that's huge in mental games, especially like uh, any kind of card game that we're we're talking about. It's it makes a giant difference. Tired you does not play the same as you know, uh, perked up, well rested you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, honestly, talking about that too, just uh, you know, if you are going to be playing. um, Especially in something like a, a an in person event, I would also say there there definitely is that kind of level of uh, talking with other people, or even just kind of you know even a little bit of interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it's just greeting your opponents. Um, you know, sometimes maybe there's a handshake. Uh, of course, that's that's something if you if you don't want to shake someone's hand or, you know, something like that, I I would just let them know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, you're not comfortable with that, or you could bring hand sanitizer, that kind of stuff. I'd recommend that for any in-person event. Anyways, even before COVID (laughs) I did that, um, you know, but there is that as well, Uh, a little bit of like sportsmanship, um, you know, saying good game afterwards, uh, with online games especially like that's been a whole big thing right like after event like after a tournament match do you say gg do you say you know gg well played? whatever uh is it is it bad manners to do that um my kind of philosophy on that is especially at an in-person event uh, whoever lost typically is the one who would like reach out their hand say good game you know or well played uh and kind of congratulate whoever won Um, whether you then go off and then you're upset because you lost, you know, or you're going to be salty, that's fine. But, you know, I would say just kind of keep that in mind that there is that little bit of social aspect as well. Um, even if it's an online event, you're, you may not have to deal with it as much in an online event, but in person definitely is something. So if you're also not used to that, um, it can feel really kind of awkward (laughs) too. If you're like, I don't. Oh uh, no! Don't know. Don't, don't know what to do. Like, uh, okay, I'm meeting my opponent. Yeah. Like, hi. Uh, okay, what do we do now? We we sit down and we we do this thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so. You know that I I felt incredibly awkward that first in person tournament I went to. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to like shake people's hands. <laughs> Am I supposed to like look at them when we're playing? Am I supposed to like avoid eye contact? I don't know. Like I'm socially awkward in the first place. So I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like it. You know, and then I'm like, okay. And then then you get the whole like, okay, you're looking at your laptop to play, right? This is a Hearthstone event. And then I look up because I'm trying to read my opponent, and then they were looking at me, and then I'm like, oh, oh, eye contact. This is weird. What am I doing? Uh, Am I supposed to look at them? Uh, Am I in trouble now for looking at them? Is that a thing? I have no idea. So, like, if you feel any of that, too, I will say you you are not alone. (laughs) Totally a thing. Uh, Just be aware that people might look at you. It's it's okay. It it might happen. Uh, I know itachi talked a lot about that kind of thing like trying to read your opponent uh ron you played poker i know that's a big thing and like poker you know kind of watching your opponents trying to read their tells read you know read their expressions uh or reactions like that kind of thing so that might also happen if you if you're in person that might happen
1: true um i feel like at least hearthstone wise it's uh less prevalent um in in-person tournaments that someone would be trying to read someone's body language to get a tell on what their hand is because there's so many different indicators of what something could be relative to like poker i think it's simpler to narrow down um things and, and put someone on specific things but the the more knowledge you have at the game the the better you know like your deck and your opponent's deck and other things you could maybe pick up on tells or something like that um, I think the most important thing is just do what's comfortable for you. Um, you know, if if looking at your opponent makes you uncomfortable, just don't look at them. Look at your laptop. Look at your uh, screen in front of you. They might be like staring a, a hole into the the top of your head as you're like looking down. But that's fine. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. What, what matters is you playing your game that's comfortable. Uh, on the flip side of that, If you're comfortable staring a hole into your opponent's top of their head or, you know, uh, having an eye contact stare down, go for it. You know, maybe that's your game. Maybe that's how you gain an edge to like try to intimidate somebody or uh, feel like you're going to be able to pick up on what they're doing. Yeah, like Tito said, war paint helps, right? It scares them. <laughs> maybe against official tournament organizer rules. So check with them first. But if war paint is allowed, hey, go nuts, right? Um, but uh, I remember, like in my in-person tournament, it was it was cool. It was fun. I got to meet people that I wouldn't have otherwise met, and it, I like to try to make friends with people uh, outside of the game. But it is this weird experience where uh, while you're playing them they are your mortal enemy you you must crush them (laughs) and then as soon as the game is over it's all good just a game how's it going i'm a real person you're a real person nice to meet you you want to go have some food or something you know like uh set it aside if you can um after the game is over Uh, it's it's a whole different social context
0: yeah absolutely Uh, And in terms of the game, you know, depending on your comfort level with like certain decks or cards or the game itself uh, and the format that you're going to play in the tournament, you know, that could, you know, again, if like if this is just like a local, you know, for fun, like pre-release thing and you don't really care about winning, you're just there to have fun, maybe you don't really need to do much prep or prepared you know much in advance you just like kind of show up and and have some fun and look at the cards uh but obviously as you know as you go up in the level of like competitiveness or what you're doing uh that's going to be even more prep in terms of the game and deck selection and that kind of thing that you might do so that's where you can go and you know find a practice group or that kind of stuff uh Definitely, if you're looking at like that higher level, uh, I definitely recommend going back and checking out our episode where we had uh, the Magic World Champion on the show and interviewed him. He did a great uh, chat about that and like practice groups, Um, you know, but I I kind of wanted to guide this conversation in terms of like, you know, beginners and people just getting into tournaments, especially Uh, so. You know, bring yeah. We we had someone as well. Thank you in our in our chats. Uh, you know, play a deck that you know. Maybe not, it might not be like the best deck, but if you're familiar with it, that also does help. With like what Ron was saying, where just do what works for you, right? Just just bring that deck so you can get familiar with like the tournament format. Because if you have never played a tournament, especially if it's like an in-person thing, you've never done this, and all of a tr- all of a sudden you're trying to teach yourself a brand new deck because it's the best deck. It's what everybody says to play you're gonna feel incredibly overwhelmed. It, it could just mess you, you know, really mess you up. It maybe even might put you off of playing tournaments. If you have a really bad experience, you're like, well, that sucked, that didn't go well. Uh, so you know, try to try to take that one step at a time. Just bring a deck or play a deck that you're already familiar with. Get used to the tournament like environment first. And then if you wanna do more, you wanna keep trying it, then at that point, maybe you can start digging more into you know, deck strategies and lineup preparation and that kind of stuff. That's a that's a little bit more involved uh, down the line.
1: Yeah, I'll always be the biggest advocate of comfort. Comfort's like the number one thing for um, tournaments. And if you're trying to be the best, then um, you should probably take some steps to learn the best decks in advance and get comfortable on those decks before you go into the tournament that would most likely be the way to try to ensure you have the the best chance of success but if you don't have time to do that or you have other decks that you've been playing that are are better for you or you're comfortable on you should probably go with those rather than jumping into like a a brand new thing and being just in over your head um you know oh uh, bring this tier one deck that everyone says is the best that you have two games on and misplay a bunch because you didn't see what lines you were supposed to take because you weren't familiar with the deck uh doesn't doesn't wind up being nearly as good as that deck that you have like 500 games on you know every in and out of every matchup and you know what you need to do even in cases where you're unfavored uh and you can change like uh a bad outcome to a good one for yourself and people will be surprised like wait how'd you win with that? You were supposed to lose. Well, it's cause I knew the deck.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh that's definitely a big one, I will say. That's uh yeah, comforts, uh is, is definitely a good thing. And I would say that applies to all the aspects, as you said, if uh, staring you know, at your opponent while they're playing- <laughs>
1: With is, your war paint is, on, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With,
0: with your war paint, you know. <laughs> You're, uh, <laughs> you know all of that make threatening the,
1: faces you know, you know as long as it's not against the rules
0: that's right yeah <laughs> then like you know if that's what's comfortable for you go for it uh, but you know if, if you're also comfortable eating a very big breakfast and then not eating again till dinner go for that if you're you know not comfortable doing that and you're like I need to eat something small like multiple times throughout the day go for that uh, you know because trying to make yourself as like accustomed and as used to kind of familiar and comfortable with the different aspects of the tournament uh, is going to put you in a much better um, position for either doing well or even just it being a more enjoyable experience. Right? Like I said, if you're sitting there and you're like really hungry and you're shaking from nerves and because you didn't eat, now you feel like you're going to throw up or pass out probably not going to make for a very fun time. Uh, so you know you definitely want to do that and also on that note i will say uh for comfort like if you are able to go to like if you're going to an in-person tournament try to go with somebody that you know as well so you're not also just showing up like by yourself and then that just adds you know bring somebody with you that you know even if they're not going to play but that way you can at least talk to that person like between games or or something just to help calm you down and, and you know help you be like okay this things are okay like i know somebody and um you know hopefully that you do interact a little bit and maybe meet some new people as well but uh, yeah you know bringing somebody you know is, is a good step
1: definitely very helpful feeling like isolated <laughs> in a new environment um probably doesn't help the feelings of nervousness and anxiety so um friends supportive people if if you have them available
0: around uh or you know try to make friends but uh any of that definitely goes a long way too and hopefully in the future i can start going back to some events and if you ever do see me at an event do not hesitate to just you know run up to me and be like, Oh, my God, hi, (laughs) Don! I may not know who you are, but I will talk to you and I will, you know, introduce myself. And um, I think I've shared the story. But my first in person tournament was at uh, Dreamhack Anaheim back in November of 2018. And, you know, obviously, like, I had my husband there, and there was a couple people that I knew, but I was still very nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's all these, like, pro players. There's all these people that, like, you know, for me, I'm, like, starstruck almost. Wow, all these people that, like, I've looked up to, or they're such good players, and I'm there, like, I'm a potato. I'm really nervous, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm not going to do well. Um, you know, but several of them even came up to me, and they had recognized me from content and different stuff, and... Uh, I remember uh, Peltier and Language Hacker. I'm, I'm sure that name's familiar for a lot of people. Um, you know, both of them came up to me, introduced themselves. And honestly, like that meant a lot to me and it made me more comfortable, um, especially since there was also only like four women there or something out of, you know, 200 players. Uh, so also in terms of that, like that helps make me a little bit more comfortable and like, oh, okay, cool. I I feel a little bit more welcomed. Um, so also that's another thing, you know, maybe if you are somebody who has been to a lot of events and you see somebody who might be new or they look a little nervous, you know, maybe go up to them, see if you can and can chat. Um, some people do not feel very comfortable in those social situations, but, you know, if there's anything you can do to slightly make somebody a little bit more comfortable or, or feel a little bit more welcomed, uh, that's probably going to go a long way for their experience. and never know maybe you meet somebody you know that ends up becoming like a a lifelong friend or you know maybe they're very good you've just never met them at a tournament before and now all of a sudden like after that event you're going to be uh you know practice you know in a practice group together and and have all sorts of success you never know right so uh just be considerate and like you said there's hey like you're a real person i'm a real person thing you know people hey yeah
1: that's uh, that's great that's like uh at least for a lot of people i feel like it's it's one of the big draws of the tournament you might not necessarily even be you know that invested in the outcome but you go there to meet other people in the community so um getting to like Meet and greet with different people who share uh, the, the same kind of interests is fantastic, and maybe you might want to hold off on the war paint until like the actual tournament starts before you you know like you to introduce yourself to people, or maybe that's your thing. You, you go, yeah, you remember me? I was the war paint guy. You know, it's it, it, to each their own.
0: That's right, that's <laughs> right. Anybody that's watched BlizzCon, we all know the red shirt guy. <laughs> everybody knows red shirt guys see you know
1: there you go, that, that's, yeah.
0: that's the thing find find your thing no but uh, definitely you know tournaments can be a lot of fun and, and they are in terms of you know if you really are looking to be competitive they are a whole different thing than just playing online you know or playing uh, you know with with your family or friends or something at your dinner table, but they can also be a ton of fun. It's great to meet people. So I do hope that somebody you know found some value in this. Uh, if you are going to be going to any events or trying out tournaments, especially for the first time, you know, if you're going to try any of these tips or, you know, if you found any of this helpful, please let us know. I would love to hear about that. I I want to hear about some people's like first, you know, tournament experiences. And and I hope that they're positive. But, you know, also don't hesitate if it, if it was something bad, like let us know. Maybe we can talk about that kind of stuff in the future. But um, definitely would love to hear how people, you know, found some of these or if you end up going to any events and, and try some out
1: always want to hear um, what people have to say about this and uh, uh, there's so many different things too that you can cover that's like the tip of the iceberg for tournaments but that's like the the basics to to get comfortable and then you can dive really deep into like strategy and other things too um, but uh, find your groove is sort of our, our big advice big takeaway and I hope that you guys get some value out of that and we'd love to hear what you have to say too.
0: Find your groove, find the bathrooms, find food.
1: (laughs) Yes. Excellent.
0: Yes. That's that's the recap. (laughs) All right. Any other uh, closing thoughts there, Ron, before we move into our closing stuff?
1: Uh, Good luck. Just good luck in all your future tournaments, whatever it might be. Um, we, We wish you all the best.
0: Absolutely. Good luck. Good luck. I I'm excited to hear. Again, we have some like arena stuff this weekend, some kind of big event things happening next weekend. So, uh, good luck to anybody competing at those. And thank you all for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And you know, if somebody that you know or if you yourself may want to actually join us on the show, let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us at. Uh, our top pin or oh my goodness you can email us at tccgroundtable uh, at protonmail.com you can follow us on twitter tccgroundtable, and our top pinned tweet there will also link you to our discord you can jump in that discord and join us as well Uh, you can check out the video version on my personal youtube dragon rider tccg Uh, Also, this recording uh, did try streaming live, both on YouTube and on my Twitch channel. So thank you everyone who stopped in and joined us for that. Uh, You can also find us everywhere. You can find podcasts, you know, in audio form. So if you prefer to just listen to that, you absolutely can. And. Thank you uh, as always to Inked Gaming for being uh, an affiliate. You can use our link to get a great discount, uh, help directly support us and find some really cool stuff along the way. Uh, And where can people find you individually there, Ron?
1: Uh, So you can find me streaming on my Twitch channel ron mexico hs uh you can find me on my youtube channel at ron mexico hs and of course you can find me on twitter at ron underscore hs
0: perfect uh, you can find myself uh, on twitter donnie dk that's d-a-w-n-i-e-d-k you can find me on twitch youtube tiktok all of that at dragon Rider tccg And then also, if you enjoy the podcast, you can find me talking every week at the Dr. 3HS podcast, where we talk about Standard Hearthstone. Thank you all so much for joining, and we will see you at the roundtable.